0: Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We are so excited that you joined us for today's message by Senior Pastor Gary Hart from Victory Church in Great Falls, Montana. Our prayer is that today's message will inspire you to join us in changing the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. Now here's Pastor Gary. How many of you brought your Bibles today? Did you bring your Bible? Come on, let me see them. Let me see your Bible. You got it with you there? Come on, open your Bible. Open it up. To the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 4. All right? 2 Timothy, chapter number 4. Uh, I told you last week that the, the Lord woke me up uh, in the morning, uh, last the week before last, uh, with the, the title for this series of messages. Uh, and he, he gave me this title, Obsessed, A Quest for Truth. A Quest for Truth. And so uh, I'm going to be speaking over the next couple of weeks, I believe, on. On truth, all right, because we, we need to be, ha, have a passion for truth. We need to have a, an obsession to know the truth so that we can live with that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit more relating to the foundation for that today. Uh, but do you have that? Do you have 2 Timothy chapter 4? All right, put your finger in there. Got your finger in there? Close your Bible. Hold it up high. Come on, make the good declaration of our faith together. Come on, say it with me. This is my Bible. It's true. I accept everything it has to offer me. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by sight. I am what the Word says I am. I have what the Word says I have, and I can do what the Word says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Timothy, chapter number 4, verses 1 through 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Paul is speaking to Timothy, his young son in the faith, and he's giving him this charge. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season when you're ready and when you're not, when they're ready and when they're not. Come on. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. This is a alarming scripture. Because... Paul gives Timothy the charge to preach the word. Be ready to correct, rebuke, and encourage. Then they that just send goosebumps up your spine? Just, whoo glory. Now, some of you are going, what? Rebuke, correct? I don't want any of that in my life. But that's what Paul encouraged Timothy to do. He said, correct, rebuke, and encourage. With great patience and careful instruction, for the time will come, the time will come, the time will come, the time time has come, when men will not put up with sound doctrine, but instead to suit their own desires." this is what I want, this is what I want, will turn aside from the truth to teachers who will say what their itching ears want to hear. This is what I want to hear you say. I want to hear you say, this is okay. I want to hear you say that my lifestyle is all right. I want to hear you say, God approves of this. They will turn aside to what their itching ears want to hear rather than hearing truth. And they will turn aside from the truth and turn aside to myths. The word myths there could also be translated fables or fiction that which is not true. They turn aside to things that are not true. It's a fairy tale. It's a myth. It's a fable. It's interesting, in my my study on this particular topic, um, I came across a bit of research that suggests that we now live in a post-truth society. In other words, our society as a whole does not possess a doctrine of absolute truth. They see truth as very much subjective. That is, that truth can change based on culture, society, or personal preference. This is my truth. This is your truth. How many of you have heard those statements Recently in the news. This is her truth. This is, she has the right to speak her truth. Well, what if her truth isn't truth? And so, uh, where we're living in that kind of a society today, what's interesting to note is that if truth can change, then was it really ever truth? The essence of truth is found in the fact that truth is truth. It doesn't change. Regardless of time, culture, society, or personal preference, truth is truth. For instance, two plus two equals two plus two equals four. It does, doesn't it? Always has, always will. Doesn't matter what culture you're in. It doesn't matter what time period you live in. If you lived in Jesus' day, two plus two equals? Because it's true. Nowhere at any time was two plus two equal five. It doesn't, because truth is truth. And so the question that we have to ask ourselves today is, what is truth? Or another way that we could ask this is, what is the source of truth? Well, to get the source of truth, we go to the source of truth. You said it earlier, this is my Bible, it is true, right? Right? And so in the Bible, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the embodiment of truth, right? In John's gospel, chapter number 14, verse 6, here's what the Bible says. Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus did not say, I am a way, I am a truth or I am a way to life. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the embodiment of all that is true. Jesus, before he was crucified, was standing in front of Pilate, and Pilate asked him in John chapter 18, verse 37, he says, you are a king then said Pilate. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. And in fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. And everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Everyone who is on the side of truth listens to me. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the embodiment of the truth. Jesus is the word of God. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is the full embodiment of not only the truth, but the word of God. And we know that the word of God is the source of truth. In Psalm 119, verse 160, I'm sorry, I made, I gave you the wrong scripture, I'm sorry, it's 160. Here's what the Bible says, the entirety of your word is truth. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Did you see that, or did you hear that? You can't see it, it's not there. The entirety of your word is truth. Not just the parts you agree with, not just the parts you like, the entirety of the Word. And let me, let me say this as well, the entirety of the Word in its entirety, right? We, we don't interpret Scripture just based on one Scripture. You take the entirety of the, what does the entirety of the Word say about this issue, Right? It's like, like the guy who wanted to know what the word of God said, and so he grabbed his Bible and he flipped it open, and it said, Judas went out and hanged himself. He flipped his Bible, and the Bible says, whatever you do, do quickly. Hello. It was a joke. You're trying to determine the the word of God, the will of God, the truth of the word of God. You take the word in its entirety, right? Because the entirety of the word is truth, not just what you believe. It is truth. Let me just talk to you for a moment about the importance of truth. The importance of truth. Truth is important because the level of your understanding of truth determines the level of your freedom. Truth determines the level of your freedom. In John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth And the truth shall make you free. That word abide is an interesting word. It means to stay in a certain position of relationship to the Word. And that relationship is I am submitted to the Word of God, God's Word is the truth. If you abide in my word, if you agree that my word is truth, you will know the truth and that truth will make you free. Freedom here represents the life God intended you to live. He has a life, He has a dream for each and every one of us and He gave us that dream in His word. But if you, if you don't abide in the word of God, if you don't stay in, in a position of submission to the word of God, you cannot experience the life God intended for you to live. That's why it's important that we are obsessed with knowing truth. Because I'm obsessed on experiencing the life God intended for me to experience. And I can't have that life if I don't know what truth is. So truth to you is all important because the the level of truth that you know and abide in is the degree that you will live the freedom that God intends for you. And secondarily, truth is determining the direction of your life. It is. What you believe, we learned this in our last series, what you believe is determining the decisions you make. And the decisions that you are making is determining the direction of your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to help you win. But you've got to hear this. The decisions you are making, or the truth that you believe, is determining the decisions you are making, and the decisions that you are making is determining the direction of your life. If what you believe to be true is a lie, you can never reach the correct destination, If what you believe to be truth is a lie It's not truth It's a myth It's a fable It's fiction You will never be able to reach the correct destination Let me give you an example Today if I were to tell you You, you, you came to me and you asked me Okay, how do I get to Helena? Alright How do I get to Helena? That's an easy one You go east and east On Highway 87 for an hour and a half, and you'll run right into Helena. Really, I'm telling telling you the truth. If you want to get to Helena, just go east on Highway 87 for an hour and a half, and you'll run right into Helena. Now, how many of you know that if you go east on Highway 87 for an hour and a half, you will never get to Helena? And it doesn't matter how sincere you are. Pastor Gary told me if I went that way, east, an hour and a half on high, I would get to... I I so believe that. And I believe God's in this. Isn't it interesting that deception can sound so spiritual? They can make it sound so reasonable... I mean, I really believe this is what God has for me. I believe, hey, listen, you can believe that all you want, but truth is truth. And if what you believe to be true is a lie, you will never get to your destination. You can never live the life God intends for you to live. The Bible says to suit their own desires. They want to listen to what their itching ears want to hear. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear this. It doesn't matter what you want to hear. Truth is truth. And you need to open your heart and life to a truth that may not be what you want to hear. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been confronted by the Word of God and it wasn't what you wanted to hear? We all have been. There are things in the Bible that my flesh wants to be involved in, but the Bible says no. So what am I going to do? I've got a choice. Am I going to believe what God said, or am I going to believe what I want? If God says you've got to change, and you don't want to change, who do you think's right? God is always right. They turned away from truth and turned toward myths. We have grown up in a fairy tale world. We have. Grew up watching movies like Cinderella she meets the handsome prince and they live happily ever after. We've lived growing up in a society where Hollywood says relationships are built on sex and sexuality. And when our marriages are caving in, we're wondering why our divorce rate is higher than 50% of marriages end in divorce. Is it possible that we've bit the apple? We've believed the lie. And we thought that marriage was a fairy tale. That I'm going to meet my handsome prince or my, 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 my Cinderella my snow white, and we're just going to live happily ever after. How many of you discover discovered that marriage is kind of hard? Right? It takes work to make marriage work. It's not a fairy tale. Two lives trying to live out one destiny. That's not easy. Especially when you're night and day. Day and night. Salt and pepper. How does that happen? You marry someone that's exactly the opposite of you. I think God does that on purpose. But see, we go into marriage with this fairy tale. And then when it's not the fairy tale ending, we thought. Isn't it interesting? All these Hollywood actors and actresses. That are portraying to us on the screen what love is, <laughs> can't stay married, most of them divorce two, three, four times, why do you want to follow them as if their form of truth has any bearing on what really is truth? We've been given a formidable task of preaching truth in the midst of a people who have no basis for truth. That's our task. The body of Christ. That's where we are right now. The time will come. The time has come. We are in that time. They have no basis for truth. There used to be a day and it wasn't too long ago because back when i was a kid come on give me give me some credit up in here right it wasn't that long ago just a mere 60 years ago there was a basis for truth and it was called the word of god back in my day this book still had credibility Everywhere people went, they at least acknowledged that the Bible was true. Our nation was founded on the principles that are in this book. This book used to be the primary textbook in our schools. Until they said we can't do that anymore because the Ten Commandments might morally ruin our children well they're morally ruined there was a day but that's not our day today so let me, let me just give you some what I, I think will be help to you as we attempt to answer the call of taking truth to a generation a society that has no truth has no bearing of truth, no, no basis for truth. Let, let me begin with this. Always allow the Bible to be your source of truth. I'm, I'm gonna help you win today. Always let the Bible in its entirety be truth for you. What does the Bible say. What does it say? Learn it. Discover it. Study it. Know it for yourself. Because like I said, deception can sound very spiritual. You need to know what the Word of God says. I'm going to do my best to help you understand the truth of this book. But we always need to come back to this is the source of truth to me. And at that point, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what Victory Church believes. And it doesn't matter what Pastor Gary believes. It is what does the Bible say. Amen. Amen. As we confront a world that has no basis for truth, we need to understand the importance of presenting the truth in love. In love. That's what the Bible says. Speak the truth in love. That's our assignment. Our assignment is to be loving in the way that we present truth. You see, some in their quest for truth have forgotten love. We see them out there with their picket signs, yelling and screaming at their opposition, violent. Let's come back to truth, speaking the truth in love. The Bible clearly tells us that we are not to be argumentative. Verbal battles do not accomplish anything. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter two, verses 24 through 26, look what it says here. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful, Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Our responsibility is to share truth in love. And pray and hope that they will come to their senses. That God will lead them to repentance. A changing of their mind. That produces a change in their heart. That produces a change in their direction. Having been taken captive by the devil to do his will. We have to be loving. We have to be gracious. Verbal battles do not accomplish it. Getting angry at the opponent does not accomplish it. We must remain loving. The second thing that we have to remember is that some in their quest to be loving have turned from the truth. we need to be loving we need to be accepting now there's a difference between loving and accepting I can still love you and not accept your decision right that's where we've missed it a lot of people think well we've got to love these people okay I do But that doesn't mean I accept their lifestyle. It doesn't mean I accept their decision. It doesn't mean I I accept the direction they're going. So I love them, but I'm not going to turn from the truth. It is not unloving to tell people the truth. Hello? In fact, if you want to know the truth, it is actually unloving not to tell them the truth. If someone comes to you and says, how do I get to Helena? I've heard that you go down Highway 87 East an hour and a half, and I'll reach there. Is that true? Well, I don't want to offend you. I got to love you. So I'm, okay, if that's what you believe. No, the most loving thing you can do is say no. No, I'm sorry. That is not how you get to Helena. If you want to get to Helena, turn around and go Highway 200 an hour and a half, and you'll run right into Helena. I'm sorry, not 200, but I-15. I'll get my directions straight. Go, go down Highway I-15, I right Interstate 15. Is that I-15? I'm directionally challenged. It's it's Highway. 15, right? Interstate 15. I am obsessed with a quest for truth. But it's unloving to not tell them, no, you're going the wrong direction. It's very loving. It's so loving to say, no, that direction won't get you where you're going. You need to go this way but we do it in love. Jesus, in the gospel of Mark, chapter number 10, Jesus, and worship team, you can come because I'm, I'm wrapping up here. Jesus encounters what the Bible calls a young man who was very wealthy. And the young man came to Jesus and said, um, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, obey the commandments. Love your parents, honor, you know, um, the commandments. He says, all these I've done since I was a boy. What do I still lack? Look what it says. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked at him and loved him, but told him something that he did not want to hear. There's something between you and the kingdom of God, and it's called your wealth. This is hard. So you go sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me, and you'll have everlasting life. How many think that's hard? The Bible says the man turned away and walked away sad because he was very wealthy. Did you notice? Jesus did not run after him. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Let's see if we can work something out. Let's see if I can change the rules just a little bit so that we can still get you in. I know you got a lot going on and this is what you want to hear. So let's just, let's let's work it so that it's to your advantage. Jesus didn't chase after him. Yet the Bible says Jesus loved him. Loved him enough to tell him truth. He didn't try to talk him out of leaving. Here's what we have to understand. Are you ready? There is a thing called absolute truth. There is. And it's the Bible. And at times, the Bible will create a dividing line. It will. We do not seek to be divisive But we do seek to stand in truth And in the words of Jesus Everyone on the side of truth Listens To him It will divide Not because we want to be divisive But because we want to stand in truth The hard thing is Sometimes We have to let people walk away We still love them still want what's best for them but they choose to walk in a direction that's contrary to what god's word has declared amen i'm obsessed in a quest for truth so we can uphold and defend the truth of the word of god because i believe that when you know the truth the truth has the power Receive from that this morning amen thank you for listening to the victory church online podcast we hope you were blessed by today's message for more information about victory church or to give online visit victorychurchgf.com have a blessed week